how beautiful you are. Oh, Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving We remember where you got us from. My love, my keeper. Yes, Lord. You are our lover, our keeper. Jesus. Just remember. My love, my keeper. Just from the mind of clay, I love and I keep What a 
What a privilege to be before the Lord again. Good evening, everyone. You're welcome to the first quorum taking place in our new place. I'll leave the rest of the details till later. I hope everyone is doing okay. We're going to start off tonight with a time of prayer. A time of prayer. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to get your mindset before God. Um, let go of distractions. I know that sometimes it can be difficult to let go of distractions. But do your very best. Do your very best. God help us all. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Somebody give God praise today. Wherever you are, let us exalt the name of our God. Let us glorify the name of our God. Our God is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be glorified. He is worthy to be lifted up. Our God is magnificent. Our God is holy. Let us just come before that God today. Many times or sometimes we come to God's presence and we're just filled with so many words that we're not even thinking about them. But I want you to take a few moments to think about the words that you will say to God this evening to declare how wonderful he is. I want us to think deep about the words that we shall speak to God to exalt him and to glorify him. Father, there is no one like you. Of a truth, there is really no one like you. We can search all over, Lord, in the heavens, on the earth, underneath the earth, there is nothing that comes close. Nothing, no one comes close. No system, no entity can compare to the glorious wonder that you are. We magnify your holy name today. We, we, we raise you up above all, above all situations, above all circumstances, above all thoughts, above all thought patterns, above all thought processes, above everything that we are going through, everything that we are enduring or even enjoying. Father, we exalt you above it all in the name of Jesus. We lay our crowns before you this evening. We, we lay all that we are and all that we have before you. There is nothing that we have that we have not received from you. There is nothing that we own that has not come from you. And Father, with that mindset, we come to you with thanksgiving and we say, Father, thank you. For the very air in our lungs, the very breath that we are breathing has come because you have enabled us. Father, we are grateful to you. We give you all the worship. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you so much, Lord. For who is like unto you? You are the one who does great miracles. Nothing bypasses you there. There is nothing that catches you by surprise. You are the all-seeing. You are the all-knowing. In fact, those words are not even... They don't even begin to describe the very minimal part of you because our English and our understanding is so limited of a great God. A great God, a God as great as you cannot be described with human words. But Father, we pray that the little that we can express with our limited understanding that you will accept it tonight. We bless your holy name. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. 
we're still praying tonight and I want us to pray from the book of Genesis chapter 19 it's one of the stories um, that I, one of the quite popular stories um, the story of Lot um, when he was at Sodom and we're going to pray to God tonight for angelic assistance um, and angelic angelic help Lot was you know in at the gate of Sodom and there was going to be God the Lord was going to destroy Sodom and um, there were two angels that came to Sodom to do the job and the Bible says that whilst the men whilst the angels were in his house the men of Sodom came and they surrounded Lot's house um, and they wanted to to do wrong to the visitors they wanted to do in commit iniquity and sin to them and the Bible makes it very clear that the angels of the Lord pulled Lot back inside the house because the, they were pressing onto Lot and they pulled Lot back into the house and they shut the door and they smote the men at the door with blindness, both great and small. So what Lot could not do in his own strength, what Lot could not do in his own power, what Lot could not do with, with, with connections and relationships, there was angelic assistance that was rendered unto him. And the second thing that happened with this angelic assistance that I want us to pray about is when they were running out, when they were supposed to leave the city, and the Bible says that Lot lingered. He didn't want to leave the city. It says that the men laid hold upon him, upon his wife, upon his daughters. Two men carried, laid hold on the man, his wife, the two daughters. How many hands did they have? And then they took them out of the city. Somebody say angelic assistance. That's it, that's it, that's it. Angelic assistance. We're going to open our mouths and pray. Pray for yourself, for your family. I don't know what, why I'm going down this route because it's not really linked to the topic for today. But I want you to open up your mouth and say, God, in my life, in my family, in kingdom culture, in whatever I might be experiencing or going through, let there be a release of divine angelic assistance in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe in the work of angels because the Bible makes it very clear, clear that they exist. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we cry out to you tonight for angelic assistance. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the things that I cannot do by myself. The things that I cannot do by myself. There's things in the spiritual realm that I cannot handle by my own strength. In my own, even in my own spiritual strength. The angels of the Lord stepped in for Lot. The angels of the Lord stepped in for Lot. And they caused blindness to the eyes of the men, both great and small. Both young and old that surrounded Lot's house. Father, we pray. I pray for my life. I pray for my family. I pray for myself, my husband, my children, the people you have placed around me, my family, extended family, friends, loved ones, Lord, kingdom culture. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and we ask for divine angelic assistance in the name of Jesus Christ. We cry out for angelic assistance in the name of Jesus Christ. When we are faced with situations that our human strength cannot handle when we are faced with situations that even our spiritual stamina cannot handle we pray that you would release angelic assistance in the name of jesus christ even concerning kingdom culture lord we ask that the angels of the lord the angel of the lord will take charge over this house let the angel of the lord take charge over this house 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, guys, keep praying wherever you are. You, you may not know the situation in your family that needs the touch. You don't know what is surrounding you right now, but there is there is the release of angelic assistance to help you and to propel you to your destiny, to propel you to the place where you ought to be. Even in kingdom culture, we ask for angelic assistance that when we are lingering in our in our mission, that the angel of God will take us by the hand and lead us to where we ought to go. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, let us not linger. Let us not linger anymore in the things that you're calling us to do in our in our calling, in our destiny, in the vision that you have given us as a house and as individuals. Let us not linger like Lord did. And peradventure, we are in a state of lingering, Lord. Let there be a hastening right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Even when it has to do with connections and relationships, Lord. Let there be a hastening even now in the name of Jesus Christ where men's hearts need to be uh, when, where men's hearts are connected to our progress let there be a hastening in the name of Jesus Christ let there be a hastening in the name of Jesus Christ we will not linger anymore we will not linger anymore in the name of Jesus we're still praying from the same um, Genesis chapter 19 we're still praying from Genesis chapter 19 from verse 9 I'm going to read verse 9 and they said stand back this is the evil men that were speaking to Lot telling him to stand back and they're asking him who are you are you now a judge the Bible says that the press saw upon the man even Lot that came near to break the door but the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house and shut, shut the door upon them and smote the men that were at the door with blindness both great and small, so, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. The men then said unto Lot, Do you have anyone else with you? Bring them out, because we are going to destroy this city, because the cry of them is waxed great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. I want us to pray for exemption, angelic exemption. The Bible makes it very clear with, with the Israelites and the Egyptians. When the angel of the Lord was going through the houses of the Egyptians to smite the firstborn, there was a covering upon the Israelites because there was blood upon the doorpost. There was a covering of blood upon the doorpost and the Israelites were saved from this disaster. And it goes on, on to the other plagues that had happened. We're going to pray right now and say that lord in whatever might be going on around me let me be exempt from any calamity whatever might be going on around us around you know ministries or what whatever is happening out there let us be exempt from evil in the name of jesus release angelic assistance that will exempt us from every evil that is going on around us in the name of jesus i have heard stories of people seeing angels actually take them away from harmful situations i believe in the work in the in the operation of the angels that the lord has released let us pray they are ministering spirits father we ask you in the name of jesus christ that let there be an exemption upon our lives as individuals upon our families upon kingdom culture Cause us to be exempt, oh God, from any calamity, from any evil that may be going on around us in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us be exempt 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us be exempt, O God. Even if the evil around us is great and there is destruction and judgment coming upon the earth, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, would you separate us in the name of Jesus Christ? Separate us from calamity. Separate us from war. Separate us from pestilence as a house, O oh Lord. Insulate us. Insulate this house. Insulate kingdom culture. Insulate the overseers. Insulate the, the set men and women that you have placed in this house. In the name of Jesus Christ. That if destruction comes to nations, to cities, even to so-called monuments and things that people have built, Lord, would you keep us separate? Would you keep us separate in the name of Jesus Christ? Separate us from calamity. Separate us from evil. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that evil will not come to us. Evil will not come near our dwelling. In the name of Jesus. We're still praying along those lines of the angelic assistance of the Lord. One of the very popular scriptures that we know is from Psalm chapter 91. Psalm 91 verse 4. He says that he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall trust. His shield shall be your shield and your buckler. We all know about angels having feathers and having wings. There is a protection that comes from the place of God. There is a protection that comes where the Lord releases his angels. The Bible says that when God had sent man out of the garden of Eden, he placed an angel at the entrance to ensure that they could not come back in. The assignment of angels is to ensure, is to, is to man and to gate what comes in and what goes out. The Bible says that the, his, the truth of the Lord shall be your shield and your buckler. You will not be afraid of for the terror by night, not for the arrow that flies by day. We're going to pray for yourselves and we're going to pray for kingdom culture. And we're going to say, Lord, in this season, in this season, Lord, would you cover us with your feathers? Cover us with your feathers. Let us trust under your wings in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us find refuge in you in the name of Jesus Christ. For our families, for ourselves as individuals, for this ministry for this house for what you have given us for everything you have placed in our hands oh god oh lord would you cover with your feathers cover with your feathers cover with your feathers in the name of jesus christ that all that we have all that we own all that you have placed in our hands both as individuals and as kingdom culture it is covered in the name of jesus christ there will be no breaking in or breaking out from this house in the name of jesus christ we sanctify this building in the blood of jesus christ we sanctify all that you have placed in our hands in the blood of jesus christ there will be no breaking in by day there will be no breaking in by night in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not be afraid for the terror that flies by day. Not the arrow that flies by day. Let us pray. Lord, we will not be afraid of the terror. No terror is permitted to come near this place in the name of Jesus Christ. No terrorist is permitted to even smell close to this place in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that the Lord Almighty shall release angelic coverings over this building, over this house, over this over kingdom culture, over all that pertains to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, you will cover us. You will cover this place with your feathers. 
you will cover this place with your feathers and under your wings we shall trust you we will we'll put our trust in you let there be a shield over this place let there be a shield over this place over everyone who comes in and goes out let there be a shield over everyone everyone who shall travel from one place to another to get into this place let there be a shield over them in the name of jesus christ for those who will walk here at night and walk here in the day there will be no fear there will be no calamity there will be no destruction we command and we call forth angelic covering in the name of jesus christ we call forth angelic covering in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is no arrow that flies in our direction that will get to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Every arrow that has been sent in our direction, we break it in pieces in the name of Jesus Christ. We render your activities void, nullified, and useless in the name of Jesus Christ. Every entity every pestilence that has a that has that has become an entity that has a form that has a voice that has feet according to psalm 91 verse 6 the pestilence that walks in darkness and the destruction that waits at noonday shall not come near us in the name of jesus christ oh lord because of us this whole area is surrounded in the name of jesus christ because of us this city is protected in the name of jesus christ there is no pestilence permitted to walk in this building there is no pestilence permitted to walk in our lives no pestilence permitted to walk in our in our, in our homes in the name of jesus christ there is no pestilence that is permitted we cut the feet off of every form of pestilence that rises against us every affliction walking in our direction every affliction that has taken form that will seek to walk towards us walk towards this house walk towards this building we cut off your feet in the name of jesus christ we come against demonic danger you will not trouble us we bear upon our body the mark of christ kingdom culture is a no-go area the members of this house are no-go areas all our properties touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm no power of evil shall be launched against us in the name of jesus christ we are covered we are covered we are covered we are indemnified in the name of jesus christ we are protected we are sealed 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 the bible says in the book of revelation there was no one that was worthy to open the scroll but there was a lamb that was found worthy the seal the, the, the scroll was sealed we pray that there is a seal upon kingdom culture that demonic affliction is not permitted to open us up in the name of jesus christ we cover ourselves we cover this house in the blood we cover this house in the blood every destruction that wastes at noonday you are not permitted we deny you permission access denied concerning kingdom culture concerning the the, the 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 physical human overseer or um, apostolic overseers of this house you are not permitted destruction is not permitted to waste at noonday in the name of jesus christ 
pestilence is not permitted to walk in darkness in the name of Jesus Christ every arrow we crush you every arrow fight in this direction we crush you we break you in the name of jesus christ the bible says that there is no weapon that is formed or fashioned against us that will prosper and so we declare and we decree by the power of god that there is no weapon that is being crafted there is no weapon that is being designed against this house against the members of this house that will prosper we cancel we scatter in the name of jesus christ Every device of darkness, um, we cancel and we scatter in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. We will not be afraid. In our coming in, in our going out, we will not be afraid. Destruction will not come to us in the name of Jesus Christ. When men say there is a casting down, there will not be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. There will be a lifting up for us in the name of Jesus. Keep praying. Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. We thank you because you have heard us as we have cried out to you tonight. We thank you because you have perfected all that concerns us in this house and as we go into a time of musical worship and reflection let your presence let us be conscious of the very presence of God let us be conscious of your very presence oh God in Jesus name thank you jesus just begin to thank god wherever you are begin to give god thanks begin to give god thanks thank you father you were good you were kind you were good you were kind father we thank you 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 lord we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because you always hear us whenever we cry to you. We thank you because you hear us whenever we cry to you. Oh, good God Almighty. Let your presence fill this place. Let your spirit rest upon us today. When your, as your word comes forth, let our hearts be open. Let our hearts be receptive to receive from the Lord. Let this hearts, oh God, let the hearts that will listen today and the ears that would hear the word of God be fertile ground. Let there be great increase, oh Lord. As we raise up our voices to worship you, let our worship be acceptable in your sight. 
let it be acceptable in your sight God we rest in you I want us to take a few moments of silence before God this evening just take a few moments before God We worship you. We adore you. We give you glory and we honor you. King eternal, everlasting God. King eternal everlasting God hallowed be your name thou that dwells between the wings of the cherubim shine forth take all glory take all praise be thou glorified. Be thou lifted high. Thank you for the journey that has brought us to today. Thank you for your kindness and your tender mercies. Thank you for your presence with us tonight. Thank you that you will speak. Thank you that you will do. But above all, thank you that your presence will be made manifest in ways we have no point of reference for. Kabiesi, we thank you. Olubala, we praise you. Atobajaye, we adore you. We magnify your name. To you be all glory and all honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody clap your hands, oh you people, and shout to God with a voice of triumph. Come on, clap those hands and give praise. Thank you to a worthy God. We lift your name on high in Jesus' name. All right, everybody, welcome to the first quorum 
of February 2023. We'll take the keys down just a little bit, please. You are welcome. Whoever you're filing in from, come and take your space in the virtual sanctuary. We are going to have ourselves a time in the presence of the Lord. My name is Israel Olimide Siave. It is my privilege and my honor. I haven't had the chance to say that for a while. Um, you know, this, these past, I think, oh, okay. Uh, 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 let me think. So, oh, you put it on for yourself. Just, uh, I'm sweating up here. Just push it, pull it very close to you. Pull it very close to you. Thank you. Amen. Uh, and it's a bit loud, so you can just turn the volume down a little bit, maybe. So, except for a Monday and a half ago, I think when Eric and Jill got married, um, that is the only time, that's the only time in the last 17 days, I think, Tony, that I've actually held a microphone to preach, and that wasn't a sermon, that was a wedding, you know. At weddings, people don't want to hear the preacher. They just want to see the bride and the groom say their vows and and hopefully for the first time do something they probably shouldn't have been doing before um <laughs> but you know it's been 17 days of very little if any ministerial activity for me it's been good trust me i i haven't missed preaching and i'm surprised i haven't missed preaching in fact left to me i take another 17 days uh, but it's been a time just to spend time with the lord hear what he's saying recuperate recharge my batteries and as God will have it, uh, we told you there'd be an announcement tonight. Well, I hope I didn't oversell it, but this is our first ever broadcast from our new embassy facility in the city of London. That's a good place to give God a shout of praise. Amen. And so it's been a very busy last few days moving, packing, unpacking. Um, what's the word now? Wiring, cabling, arranging. Even today, up until about five minutes before we went live, it was a mad dash making sure that everything was in place. Uh, but we thank God for he is good. My son walked in here this evening and said, and I quote, this looks promising. Amen. So the prophet has spoken that this is promising and we will trust God to see what he has to do with it. And so pardon, uh, you might find out that the video and maybe even the audio quality isn't up to our usual standard. There's a lot of uh, calibrations and balancing being done, uh, but we were just excited to get this uh, rolling tonight. And so we'll be broadcasting from here uh, on Wednesdays moving forwards uh, and on Sundays very soon. Speaking about Sundays, can I get a witness? Can I, can I get this up just a little bit in the house? Speaking about Sundays, this Sunday is a special one. And forgive us for not overselling it coming into now. Uh, the, the Whatever weekend runs around the 6th, I think we take the keys off as well. Whatever weekend runs around the 6th of, um, of February is our official, someone say official, uh, the official anniversary of the first ever Sunday service. And then zoom this camera in just a little bit for me, Tony. Thank you. Uh, the official anniversary of the first ever Sunday service that we had here at Kingdom Culture. And so technically it's anniversary. We have two anniversaries. This one, sorry. This one. We have two anniversaries. Uh, we have one in November, which is Kingdom Culture's anniversary overall, our spiritual anniversary, when we began uh, to fulfill the purpose of God for us. 
but we had our first ever Sunday service uh, in our first ever church congregation on the 6th, if I'm not, uh, the 6th or the 5th, I think it was the 6th of February in 2010. And so that means, thank you, I think that's good. Just a bit more up on my mic and I'll let you be. Uh, I think that's good, that's great. Just leave that the way it is. Just take my mic up just a little bit and I'll let you be. And so we will be 14 years this coming Sunday in terms of quote and unquote a church congregation. Now we haven't screamed about it too loud because we will be celebrating our anniversary officially in March. So the first uh, Sunday in March, our general assembly is the time we will set aside to really, you know, celebrate the anniversary. But this Sunday will be 14 years of serving God in building lives in, that's a good place to rattle your tambourine. <laughs> Uh, serving God in building lives and destinies um, as a church or as a family of churches. We started off as one church, but as a family of churches. And I look back over these last 14 years and, well, first of all, uh, the man talking to you now is not the same man who, and my wife is nodding her head because she, she knows um, that guy was a little bit skinnier, had a lot more hair, and was a lot more naive in terms of believing. I still believe the best in people. I still believe the best in life. But he was green-eyed. He felt like you know he could do anything, and 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 he found out that he couldn't do much, but God could do everything. Until so just lift, Johnny, just lift up the the headroom just a little bit. Yeah, not the zoom. Just lift up the the level of the camera just a little bit. Um, and it's been a, an interesting journey. I was praying this week um, and the Lord was giving me some spiritual parallels to what this journey has been for me as a man, also for us as a house. And Jeremy, you might, you might wanna stop playing with that, please. Thank you. Um, sorry, my kids are in the studio tonight uh, and they seem to think that it's their playpen. So just sit down and don't touch anything. Don't fiddle with anything, amen. Don't break anything or I'll take it out of your allowance. Amen, if you have one. <laughs> but the, the analogies that God began to give me for the journey so far uh, excite me because what they portend for the season to come are exciting. So for instance, if you watched the football match five years ago where a team was down 3-0 in the first half and they went on to win 5-3. Sorry, Tottenham fans. Uh, that was Man United, Tottenham from like 20 years ago now, I think. Um, and then somebody says to you that you are on that journey. It's exciting if you are halfway through because the parallel tells you something exciting is coming. Uh, and I am so excited about the parallels God gave me from scripture, that I am personally dedicating the month of February. Remember I said this last year, and then Reverend Gideon came to the summit, or uh, I think it was, uh, was it, what, when did this, it was after the summit he said this, wasn't it? When he came in December, uh, that there was a window until the end of February. I am taking the month of February personally to seek God's face. I'm taking it to pray and to fast. And I'm not calling a corporate fast because I don't want anybody squeezing their face at me. 
if you think you are ready, let me lift up just a little bit more the gain. If you think you are ready for this new season, that's good. Eat the fat, drink the sweet. If like me, you suspect that there is a little bit more, thank you, that needs to be done uh, in the unseen realm, then I'm inviting you to join me. Now, as part of this fast, I will be praying, thank you. I will be praying at certain times. Every Tuesday and Friday, starting from this Friday, which is a day and a half until the next new moon at the press, 11 p.m., uh, the press is back this month for the rest of the year. You can give God a shout of praise there if you're excited. And so every press will be a special prayer meeting. In addition, I need to have a conversation with uh, our prayer culture director lead or directorate leaders. But I am going to commandeer one 6.30 a.m. morning drops of glory during the week. I'm not sure what day it will be yet, but I'm, com I'm going to commandeer one day during the week for morning drops of glory where I will be leading prayer as well. And the focus is simple. It is to break in to the fullness of what God wants to do in this season. It is for those of us who want to ascend. Yes, Natalia, the press is back. It is for those of us who want to ascend. Um, Again, like I said, this is not compulsory for everybody, so I don't want anybody squeezing your face. If you want to spend February um, chilling, you do so. That's between you and God. What may or may not need to be done. There's seats here. Come on. Uh, but if you sense, like me, a feeling of urgency and a summons to come higher, um, then you are welcome to go on this journey with me. But I've made up my mind that there will not be in my past a season where I have pressed into God more than I will have done by the end of February. Um, I took the last two weeks of January to get ready because it's time for war. Portals are open, heaven is ready, and heaven is waiting. Somebody say waiting. Uh, and that is the word for me. I don't know about for anybody else, Pastor Tosin, but I feel God is saying to me, son, we are waiting for you, like David. One of the analogies was when Samuel told Jesse and said, we will not sit down till he comes. Someone say, till he comes. We will not sit down till he comes. So David is in the backside of the wilderness, just wallowing in obscurity and being faithful with his father's sheep. And there is an urgency in the place of coronation. And the guy who is about to be elevated is smelling like dung probably drenched in lion blood, looking unkempt and unprepared, but there is an urgency. Somebody say an urgency. Uh, another analogy was the story of Cushy uh, and Ahimeas, and, and Ahimeas runs to David's palace early with the news he thinks he has to deliver, and he gets there, and while he is the fastest of the runners, while he has the erudition, or I don't know if that's even a word, he's an erudite speaker, he, he lacks the content of what heaven is saying, and David tells him to stand aside. Someone say stand aside. 
And there's another guy called Cushy who's slow, who is unkempt, who is uncouth, who is not perfect. And he is waddling. He's just slowly moving. He's probably lost his way a few times. And nobody can spot him from afar and say that's the running of Cushy. The way they said that's the running of Ahimaaz. But, but Cushy just keeps moving. Somebody say keep moving. Somebody say keep moving. Keep moving. There are seasons in your life where you get marks for simply keeping moving. There are seasons in our lives where we would, uh, uh, if we are on spirit or if we are spiritually uninitiated, we will judge ourselves because we don't seem to be traveling with speed. When in that season, heaven's marking scheme simply is keep moving. But ladies and gentlemen, we're coming out of the keep moving season. I hear me somebody we are coming out of the keep moving season now this is about to be the season mm. for speed heaven is about to release a grace i want to say for speed somebody say for speed i'll say it like you mean it somebody somebody say for speed heaven is about to release a grace for speed and i for one want to take advantage of that grace i know about you and so for me, February is the month of months. Amen. Every Tuesday at 11 p.m., every Friday at 11 p.m., and at least, of course, every Wednesday at 7, and at least every, at least one day a week, starting from next week at Morning Drops of Glory, 6.30 in the morning, I will let you know what day it will be after con, uh, conversing with the people responsible. I will be running, and you are more than welcome to join me. Somebody say amen. amen. Also, for those of you who were uh, so kind as to respond to the appeal uh, to raise some funds for uh, one of our pastors, uh, the pastors of one of our uh, spiritual, a pastor in a pastor in our spiritual family in the nation of Kenya who was involved in a car accident. Uh, thank you. I think I am told now, Pastor, am I right? That we have enough money. Uh, to cover the bill so <laughs> amen i i've always wanted like like moses to be able to say to people please stop giving so it's good that the first appeal of the year we have the privilege to be able to say we have enough somebody said we have enough now if you wanted to give anything extra you can give it to the to the orphanage in kenya you can give it to the work in the county of kisi that he leads but in terms of raising money for his medical expenses, God has been good and we have enough. One more time, can we give God a shout of praise? Amen. Um, we may be coming back to you with another campaign soon uh, to do with getting the embassy ready, but we'll give you a break and we'll let you know. But especially those of you who are Kingdom Builder Partners, we will reach out to you with what we need. Uh, I will trust God to use you to provide more than enough as well. Open your Bible with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 60 tonight. Isaiah chapter 60. Ooh, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 60. And when you're there, shout, I'm there. When you're there, shout, I am there. I say, shout. 
Pastor, <laughs> I know you know. I know you know how to shout. If you don't shout now, I'll embarrass you in public. I saw you shouting on something recently. That's all I'll say. You know what I'm talking about, right? So if I ever need money for the next few years, I know I can blackmail you. Isaiah 60 verse 1. For the upteenth time, the Bible says, Arise, comma, shine, semicolon, for thy light is come. Can, you, can I get that iPad, please, real quick? For thy light is come. Thank you, sir. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. One more time, I repeat. Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Before I go any further, actually, before I go any further, I want to celebrate my daughter's birthday today. Callista, happy birthday. Amen. Can we put our hands together? for her life amen don't be jealous come on we pray the blessing of the lord upon you and we declare that this is your year of jubilee in jesus name and so as i was getting ready for today like i said i was telling tosin this uh, tosin tony this afternoon that i think i feel like i've forgotten how to preach 17 days is by far the longest amount of time in the last 14 years in between sermons for me. But as I began to prepare for tonight, my mind immediately went towards our theme for the year, which is what? Government. And the Lord spoke back to me and said, son, we're not done with Bukhar. I'm like, what? He said, no, we're not. And you are not done with preaching about Bukhar. Now, we've said this several times that because a new season comes and with it a new emphasis or a new prophetic word from the Lord, it does not negate what he said in the previous season. Can I get a witness, somebody? In essence, because we are now in the year of government, it doesn't mean that our light has no longer come. The proceeding word of the Lord, the Bible says we do well to take heed unto the word of the Lord as to a light that shines in a dark place until the day star dawns. In essence, the Bible says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter till a perfect day. And so it becomes brighter because God begins to release more and more of his proceeding word. And every proceeding word God releases is a rung on a ladder. It's a step in a staircase. Does that make sense? So it's designed to flow. So next year, whatever the word for next year is, it will be the year of, let's assume it's the year of double-double, right? 
It also means in that year, in addition to double-double, God also expects you to lay hold on government and expects you to lay hold on Bokar and your light, amen, and all the way back the previous 14 years, everything he has said. In fact, one of the assignments that I have over the next few weeks in February is to go back to every single year we have existed as a house and chew on what God said during that year because he said to me this season, it's going to be a cascade of all of them. And so as I began to chew, I realized that there is a gap in the curriculum for Bukhar. Someone say a gap. In essence, we didn't finish everything that we had to do. Christy, by the way, can you put the banners for me for uh, the, two, um, the two series coming up in the StreamYard so we can show them? Uh, you'd be excited. But before we get there, before we get into the first series for the year, there is still a lot to cover concerning the concept of your light and your shining. Arise, somebody say arise. Now, some of, some of this will be a revision, but I need to revise quickly before I can move forwards. So it is your responsibility to rise. Remember? Right, and I need some uh, boys, I'll send you home now. You, you take a cab with your own money and you go home. Trust me, I'll take it out of your allowance. So if you don't want to take a cab home, you might want to sit quietly. Or I'll make you come and preach. Okay, I, I didn't think you wanted that one. Or I think one of you might not mind. <laughs> yeah, one of you might not mind. And everybody knows who that one is. Um, it is your responsibility to rise. And more and more, as I have spent the last two months reflecting on everything God did up until the summit and including the summit and what he wants to do in this next season, never before has that realization been more pregnant to me. That it is my responsibility to rise. God has never given man an instruction that was beyond, or anything, not just man. Yahweh has never ever uttered an instruction beyond the capacity of the instructee to obey. I want to repeat that so you can chew on that for a second. Like I said, just pardon me, I'm remembering how to preach again. God will never and has never given an instruction that the subject or the object of the instruction does not have the capacity to obey. The Bible says he said to the waters, bring forth. Notice, notice, God did not quote and unquote create quote and unquote. If you read your Bible, he did not quote and unquote what we define as creation, create anything in Genesis chapter 1 except for man. With everything else except for man, he instructed something. And the Bible says the thing brought forth. The waters brought forth teeming creatures. The earth brought forth um, uh, shrubs and plants. I think the Bible says he might have 
created the animals of the land like, like man too, so I might be wrong. I think so. I think the, the land animals fell into the same category as man. But the vast majority of the things we call created in Genesis chapter 1 were simply the product of God giving an instruction to a system or a thing. And that thing, in obeying that instruction, found out that it had the capacity for something that it might perhaps not have known it had the capacity for. The waters may not have known that they had the capacity to bring forth fish. The New Testament puts it this way. The time is coming when the dead shall hear the voice of the Lord and they that hear it shall live. So when God talks, when God gives an instruction, he's not, it's not, he's not, he's not making a proposal for your assessment He's not asking for your feasibility studies. Pregnant in the instruction or the communication is the assumption that you have the capacity. In essence, the way God informs you of your potential is usually by instructions. God doesn't say, Tony, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I have anointed you for such and such. That's not how he works. He simply says, Tony, do this. Are you guys cold? Okay, you can put the heater on. (laughs) He simply says, Tosin, start this. And hear me by the Spirit. It is unlikely, right? that he would instruct you to do something via this technology for which it is obvious that you are able. God is not in the business of informing you of things you already know. Now you may argue with me You may quote scriptures from the Bible, for instance, when the Bible says, God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Yes, that wasn't informing Joshua something he knew. It was telling Joshua, he is dead, now can we move on? God is not redundant. Which is one of the ways, not the only way, and hear me by this, but you all know that, you know, to the glory of God, you know, I may not be a master prophet, but I do have a track record of hearing God. So when I say things like this, I'm not one of the people who don't have an experiential hat in the ring and therefore point fingers at everybody else, you know. Like Paul says, I, I speak in tongues more than you all. I may not prophesy more than you all, but I do a little bit. But God is not in the habit of telling you your credit card number simply for the sake of you knowing your credit card number. When he tells you something that seems obvious, it's because either something else is coming that he's trying to get your attention for, or he's trying to settle a dispute. And so when God says, arise, I can double, double, double dare guarantee you, majority of the time, the, the, the specificity of your rising will be something that does not make sense. In fact, 
if you were already standing, like we heard several times last year, you would not need to rise. And so when he tells you to arise, it literally means there is at least one aspect of your reality where you are sat kneeling or, or on the floor. In essence, there, there has to be something like we heard last week, Sunday, not this week, the Sunday before, that is a contradiction of some sort in your life. Are you hearing me? Yeah. In essence, when God says, arise, he's informing you that something you have taken for granted as your normal reality has now changed. He's telling you that a season has switched and what was normal before will no longer be normal. He's basically saying what you took for granted as your limitations. He's asking you to check again. Are you with me, somebody? Are you with me? Y'all don't sound like you're with me tonight. Kadesh Jeremy, are you with me? When God says arise, he's, he's, he's indirectly... I'll give you an example. Um, um, and you know, like I said, I'm just sharing with you some of the things I'm going to be doing in, in February. I'm not, it's not a corporate journey. Does that make sense? I'm not forcing anybody to join me. You do you. But if you want to join me, let me know. You're more than welcome. And if you want to join me, we might set up a few physical prayer meetings. Uh, or maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll see how we go. But one of the things I'm going to be doing in the month of February, my instruction, divine instruction, is going through the Bible, Pastor Tosin, for every single time God told a specific person to arise. Because Isaiah 60 sounds so generic. So, for instance, I'm starting with the Gospels to look at the people Jesus told to arise. Example one, Talitha Kumi, damsel arise. She was dead. She was dead. She was what? Dead, dead, dead. Her vitals had stopped. She had packed up. She'd kicked the bucket, the pail, the, the, the box, whatever, right? Jesus gets there and he says, she's sleeping. The Bible says that they mock him and, and, and they begin to laugh. Now, he gets there and they're, they're crying, you know, the traditional mourners. If, you, if you've ever been to an African funeral, you know what I mean. There's people we pay to cry. Speaking about African, anyway, I, I was showing my wife some of my, my troublesomeness on my, my secret Twitter account recently. Somebody challenged me. If I, did you see it? Okay, somebody, because some, so, uh, there, there, there was a video of a man, a white man in an African country who had been part of building a borehole and some kids were coming to drink water there and a small little kid came who looked a little bit disabled, I might be wrong, and, and he copped his hand for the kid to be able to drink. And some, some black empowerment warriors who, who probably don't even know what it is to live in Africa were up in arms and, and you know, this is demeaning and, and uh, uh, why do you have to give them water and be a god and, and if you could afford a borehole, why couldn't you afford a cup? The boy wanted, the boy came without a cup and the man saw a child and, and you could see the, the compassion on the man's face. And I'm like, y'all guys see, I, I know there's a lot of white supremacy out there, but this ain't it. The same, the same week where two people died in the United States, one in the hands of the, I mean, this ain't it. And somebody said, eh, eh, um, how, how, how did they put this again now? They said, um, ooh, 
how do they put this now? A borehole is not a brand new invention. I said, then why don't you get off your couch and build one on your continent <laughs> as opposed to accusing somebody who came to build one for us of being a supremacist? Can I get a witness? And then somebody said, you're obviously not African. Hello? But talking about Africa, uh, and I just shared that, t that story just to say, let's, let's pick our fights, folks, amen? There's real stuff going on out there in the world. Not everything is, not every, not everything. Black people, hear me? There's some very, very amazing white people on the planet. Amen. They are brothers and our sisters. They are comrades in arms. No liberation movement ever succeeds without help from the camp of the oppressor. Does that make sense? So let's, 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 let's slow our roll a little bit. Not everything is a fight. But you come to an African funeral and there's a lot of crying. People are paid to cry, Pastor Tosin. They, you actually pay people to come and cry. They don't know the person who died, never met them in their life, but they, they, they paid to cry. And oh Lord, I have died. What do we do now? Eh? Do you know them? No, but what will we do now? And the moment Jesus said she was sleeping, they just had, they went from crying to laughing. Shows you how much the tears meant. And Jesus said, get these jokers out the room. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because one of the principles of your shining, starting from rising, is this. There are people that are incompatible. Listen, Pastor Tosin, there are people who are designed to enjoy your risenness that cannot be a part of the rising. I'm not asking you to cut them off. I'm not saying you have, no, no, they, they are, they, they are they're, they're supposed to be in your life. In fact, some of them will, 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 will celebrate you when you rise. Some of them will be the beneficiaries of your having risen. But in the process of right, in essence, their, their, their outlook is incompatible. Because the process of rising means having to be comfortable with contradiction. You, you have to be able to hear God say, get up while you're dead. And you don't need anybody in that room informing you that you're dead. Hello. Hello. And so there are people, you don't cut them off. You just send them out of the room. Who's in your room? And notice, that story says, not only did he send them out, it was specific about who he kept in the room. So the Bible doesn't just say he sent out the mourners. It says he specifically wanted Peter, James, and John. People who were battle-tested with him. People who he had done business with in deep waters. Now, now I, I'm trying to remember the order. No, this was before the Mount of I think, I think, I may be wrong, but I think this was before the Mount of Transfiguration. But even if it was before the Mount of Transfiguration chronologically, these were the same people who were there when Moses and, 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 and Elijah came to talk with him on his way to Jerusalem. When the Bible says the countenance, the fashion of his countenance was altered. Oh, la via bata. Who am I talking to, somebody? 
Who is, who, 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 to, Tony, who, who needs to be in your room when you're rising? Why did he want Peter, James, and John? Remember Peter was the guy who said, where shall we go? And this was already, had already happened. It is you who have the words of eternal life. Look at somebody, say everybody needs a hype man. And I don't mean the kind of hype man that lies to you. Are you hearing me somebody? I don't mean the kind of hype man who, who tells you what you want to hear. I mean the one who is so honest with you that when they praise you, it means a lot. I mean the one who knows that like every human being on the planet, like the world before God, Genesis 1, there was both light and darkness. And the Bible says God separated the light from the dark. That knows in you is both greatness and folly. A king and a fool. A, a great person and an insecure little boy. Amen. And, 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 and I'm talking about people who know how to rightly divide your word of truth. Who, who, who know how to hold you accountable, right? While reminding you. Who am I talking to? See, everybody, everybody, everybody on this planet needs this kind of inner circle. People who expect greatness from you in critical moments because they have seen what you are capable of. It may not be what you have always been, but what you are capable of. Does that make sense? Either by your past or by the dealings of God with them supernaturally, who have a window, Pasatosin, into what you are capable of producing. Another rising. Peter, James, and John. The man of the beautiful gate, silver and gold we have none. They weren't broke. The Bible says they were bringing money. They were selling land. Someone say land. Jerusalem is a capital, was always a capital. Jerusalem was the capital of Israel. Ines, are you hearing me, somebody? Are you hearing me, somebody? In essence, that was the, the real estate hub of the area. People were selling land and bringing to lay at the apostles' feet. Listen, there was no church bank account. I, I'm not. We have a church bank account in Kingdom Culture, Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you that we didn't have trust. We didn't have trustee boards, and you brought the money to the apostles' feet because in them days, if you called yourself an apostle, we trusted your integrity to know that when you brought your tithe and offering, we wouldn't see your wife buying a new bag the next week. So when they said we have none, they did not mean we are broke. What they, a better translation would be, silver and gold, we have none for you. But such as we have, we give to you. Listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. But notice, before they said that, the Bible says the man looked on them with expectation. Someone say expectation. He looked on them with expectation. The Bible says he looked on them as hoping to receive something because they had said, look on us. 
But we'll talk about rising over the next few weeks and months. But remember, when God says arise, it's an instruction. And it is your responsibility to carry that instruction out. The second element of it being an instruction is there are consequences of you not rising. Are you hearing me, somebody? If you think, well, shall we, let, me, let me say this, you know, again, let me, let me prove that I'm African, right? So th this is how they say where I come from. Shall be if I don't rise, me that will suffer now. No. Tony, every instruction from God carries an equal penalty of disobedience. You're disobeying the instruction to rise is no less significant than disobeying the instruction to do anything else God says to do or not to do. In essence, when God says arise, it is a sin not to rise. Are you hearing me? Who am I talking to? It is a sin not to arise when God says to arise. You must treat it with alarming urgency. You must treat it with what? Alarming urgency. Because there will be consequences for disobeying the instruction to arise. Jesus looks over certain cities in his day and he looks to one city and he says, warn to you. Listen, and the entirety of their sin was this. You did not recognize the time of your visitation. Think about this. If it is my visitation and I don't recognize it, let me use that African word again. Shebi, I'm the one that will suffer now, right? In essence, if, if somebody says I'm sharing money, yeah. and they say, okay, if you get to the embassy on Tuesday next week, Rev is sharing out thousand pounds, I'm not to. Maybe, maybe I will be, but as of today, I'm not aware. But if, 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 you, if, you, if you see a WhatsApp say, Rev is sharing out a thousand pounds to everybody who comes to the embassy next week, Tuesday, it would seem to be, make sense that if you don't make it, the consequence is simply that you don't get a thousand pounds. That, that seems to be punishment in itself. But Jesus says, no, be, beyond what you missed out on, there is an extra woe for not discerning the time of your visitation. It is better not to come into your time than to enter it and refuse to rise. It, it, it had been better for you to have stayed in darkness. It, it's better to have been passed over eternally than for there to have been a time where heaven... See, are you aware? Are you aware the technology it takes for the spirit realm to align on your behalf in the season? 
The, the, are you aware of the the, the 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 deposit? No, that's what I'm looking for. The <clears throat> help me. English is in my first language. The investment that it takes for a spiritual system to line up for you in a moment. Kali atoma ladies and gentlemen see and and this is one of the ones god was dealing with me about this past I, I, okay let me let me let me let me let me make a confession um by the time we were done with bereshit this year so by the time we by the 15th of january after the forge in january i was tired and when i say tired i don't just mean physically I was tired in my soul. Someone say soul. Um, it, it, it's been, I don't know about you guys, but the last few years have been crazy for me. Um, and I, I, I don't say it because I want any level of, you know, celebration or pity or whatever, but I don't think some of you appreciate when I say appreciate, I don't mean in terms of gratitude. I mean, I don't think you understand the level of, I think this needs to be charged, the level of drain that the last three years have taken on me. It's been tough. Physically, but especially spiritually and emotionally. I was, I was drained. I was, I was tired in my soul. And... And part of my tiredness was, there was a little bit of disappointment in the tiredness. It was like Elijah's tiredness after Carmel. It's one of the analogies the Holy Spirit spoke to me from. Um, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was not in the best of places, let's put it that way. And, and it had been, I didn't realize that it had been carrying on, or it had been that way for a while. But this was the first time I had the opportunity to put down my sword in over a year. And you know, your, your human mind is designed to stay in fight or flight mode until danger is past. Does that make sense? And so because I knew subconsciously that I could not down tools in the prayer seasons, I had to keep going. So I, my brain didn't process how I felt. But I remember when I kicked that, and that was the day we had the service in my house, in my living room, remember? When I kicked all of you guys out that night, when I went to, to God that evening, and I knew that I didn't need to quote-unquote be a pastor for the next two weeks, it was like my soul said, aha, we have pending matters. And it was rough. But, but I say that for this purpose. About 10 days ago, when the Holy Spirit began to say, okay, son, we need to start to, because it's like, it's like a boxer. You build up to a fight. You take some downtime. You build up to the next fight. And so about a week ago, between 7 and 10 days ago, the Holy Spirit began to say to me, son, it's time to start to ramp up for this next season. But I told God for the first time in my life that I can remember in a long time. I said, God, I'm not interested. Ah. He said, what? I said, I, said, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm, I'm not backsliding. I'm not quitting ministry, but I'm not interested for the, f I told him, I said, I'll see you in September or November. For the next few months, I just, just leave me. I just want to be a normal Christian and just do my thing, Jeje, you know, another African word. I'm not in all this, you know, price. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not, 
we're not, we're not interested. And then the Holy Spirit began, and see, it wasn't just the Holy Spirit. I woke up at 4 a.m. one morning. Now, 4 a.m. is the time when if God and I have real business to deal with, if it is serious, urgent business, that's the time. I woke up at 4. It was the day where my wife was in another room praying. I think she fell asleep in, in another room praying. I woke up at 4 and I was the only one in our bedroom. And the Holy Spirit said, I want to talk to you. I like, see, I mean, I'm just being honest. I like, Lord, I'm tired. Can we sleep? I turned and I looked. And there are these three beings standing. And they said, we, we just came to tell you that this is your season. So I said, oh, do you want me to pray now? I said, no, no, we didn't come to summon you now. We just came to inform you that this season. And I said, okay, I've heard. Now, in the past, I would have jumped up. I said, okay, so I won't be in trouble if I don't pray now. They said, no, we're just telling you that, you know. I said, okay, I say I've heard. I woke up that day later in the, in the day at about 11, when that's my normal prayer time in the morning. And I was shocked, Tony. It's the first time in my life ever where I have had a supernatural visionary encounter that did not come with a, a level of in me and so I knew something was wrong so I began to talk with God and 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 I said Lord can I be honest with you I don't think I have it in me to push for this quote-unquote great season so let's just let's just you know let's take a sabbatical and the answer back was son the consequences of missing this are disastrous. I said, well, oh, you mean for the people who benefit? Surely you can raise someone else. He said, no, I'm talking about for you. There will be consequences, he said, if you don't take advantage of what we set up. And so I grudgingly, took me days, and, and you know, I know some, some of my brothers, uh, you know, watch the quorum once in a while as I watch their services. In case you're watching, I haven't backslidden, no, but I just, I just didn't, for about a week, I like, I, I got that sun see, there's, there's no, this one is, right? There is a consequence for not rising when you're supposed to rise. So what are we what what are we established so far? Number one, it's my responsibility. Number two, God will not ask me to do something He doesn't want me to do. He doesn't think I can do. And so when He asks me to do something, He's informing me of my latent potential, right? Number three, He understands by default that it will be difficult. It means it's an area I've been used to lying down in. And number four, there are consequences of calamitous proportions for not rising when you are supposed to rise. All right, let's go back to, Gen to Isaiah chapter 60. Let's continue. Wherever we stop today, we'll pick up next week. And oh, by the way, when we're done with this, um, there's some interesting stuff to look at this year. 
as promised last year, a bit late, but we're going to deal with building an apostolic house. If you're a pastor, a leader, a worker in a church, a ministry, an organization that serves God, this is for you. We're going to look at how to build an apostolic house. Get, gather your team, gather those who are part of your inner circle. And perhaps my favorite series of a long time. Chrissy, this is the wrong, okay, it's fine. Now, it's called the radical balance of grace, but the word balance was intentionally blurred out because we're going to be dealing with the fallacy of what people call radical grace and looking at the radical balance of grace. But we'll get to that when we finish dealing with Bukhar. And of course, this Sunday, uh, you can join us online and in the city of Nottingham for the General Assembly from 3 p.m. Right. So it says, arise. It then says, shine. Notice it doesn't say, arise and shine. It says, arise, comma, shine. These are two separate instructions. And there is a chronology in which they must be obeyed. God is saying, Pastor saying, do not attempt to shine until you have arisen. In essence, rising is not the same thing as shining. This is the answer to 50% of you's frustrations in life. You are trying to shine when you have not risen. Arising does not mean shining. Shining is the visible element. In essence, what the Bible refers to as arising has nothing to do with what anybody can see. And if you try to shine until you have risen, you will, yeah, you will, you will cry. So let's look, because this is really where I wanted to go today. I, I just got caught up in establishing a rising as your responsibility. I thought I need to do that. That was the, that was the revision. This is actually the new curriculum. I repeat, arising, Pastor Tosin. In essence, you can rise without shining. But you can't properly shine without arising, according to this definition of shining. Can I repeat? In fact, let me rephrase that. You can actually shine without arising. You will just be shining on the floor. You, you can actually be, there can actually be some noticeable, tangible value to your, to your essence. But if you have not risen, it, uh, how, it, it, okay, so, the Bible says no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. That is the equivalent of shining before you've arisen. So what does it mean to arise? Let's look at that word now. 
It's the word kum. Listen. Someone say kum. It means to rise up. To stand up. Listen. To arise in a hostile sense. To become powerful. To come on the scene. To maintain oneself. To be established, confirmed, fixed, valid, proven, fulfilled. To be set to fulfill, to ratify, establish, impose, to raise up, to, to, to set up, to erect, to build, to rouse, to stir up, to investigate, to raise up, to constitute, to stand, set, station, establish, to make binding, to carry out or give effect to. A primitive root. So that, that was the way it's used in the Bible. Now, the definition, a primitive root to rise in various applications, literal or figurative, to abide, accomplish, declare, confirm, continue, decree, endure, enjoin, ordain, perform, pitch, rear up. Okay, so strengthen, succeed, stir up. Now, so the preacher, what are you trying to get at? I'm glad you asked. What I'm trying to get out is this. Arising is the preparation for shining. The process of arising is an instruction, right? Because it is something that is entirely within your purview. And the reason why many of us don't arise, listen Tony, is we're waiting to shine. To arise means to structure your reality to look exactly like it would look like if you were shining. Let me put it this way. If your ordination is to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, then Tony, to arise means to create the schedule, the routine, the habits, and the activities of a Fortune 500 CEO. If your ordination is to be a prophet to nations, then to arise means to structure your life to do the things prophets to nations do. Now, I don't mean to perform. That's the shining. I mean to do the things that will empower you to perform. <clears throat> and so, many of us say, when there's an opportunity to shine, then I will arise. God says no. When you arise, then you will shine. So, I'll give you an example. If, if, if you want to get married, then that's shining, right? Okay. So, arising means you start acting like a spouse. It means you structure your life as though you are a spouse. If you're a spouse, what will you have to do? First of all, if you're a man, if you're a husband, you will first have to be the priest of your home. <coughs> the Bible says every priest must have sacrifices to offer. And therefore, every priest must have an altar. So, if, Pastor Zing, if, if, if you are not, if as a man you are not structured to be a priest, you don't deserve a wife. So, God says, arise, meaning dust your Bible, get your prayer mat out. So, Start to do the things that will sustain your shining. Structure, confirm, erect, put yourself in the state of mind, heart, and life 
that is consistent with the shining. And you see why it's an instruction? Because that is entirely within your purview. And Tony, one of the reasons why God says arise first is God is more... God is more interested in your arising than your shining. Your, see, your shining is a natural consequence, but God puts more stock in the arising. In essence, God wants your arising to be your default whether or not you ever shine. Does that make sense? God wants to work you to a place where you're no longer arising because you want to shine, Tony. Your, ar your arising has become your default reality. And so, like David, you will arise for years before you shine on a throne. David was a king long before the crown came on his head. In fact, when the crown came on his head, listen, the people that came to finally crown him said, even in the days of Saul, it was you who led Israel in and out. So Saul sat on the throne, but for a long time, we have already known that you were the king. Not that you will be the king. Listen, so David, you, you have already been functioning. Because one of the jobs of a king or leader is to be an inspirational figure. He says, see, when Saul was, when we were going to war, right? Saul sat at the front of the battle formation. But our confidence in that war was not Saul, David, it was you. We didn't say, oh, we have Saul, we'll win. No, we said, we have David, we'll win. So, so while you didn't have the throne and the perks that came with the throne, you already functioned. You already structured yourself as a king. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. He had not done one miracle. Listen, because I am well pleased in him, now listen to him. Many of us are waiting for the listen to him before we deal with the well pleased. God is saying we need to do this the other way. Guys, can I borrow one of these? Can I borrow one of them? You guys may want to huddle. Hear me by the Spirit. Thank you. Hear me by the Spirit. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Kanila vunaki atabali atenemo kutali abata. Hmm. God is saying, I want to see an arising. before I occasion a shining. Because the Hebrew word for shine simply means to emit. Arising is an active word. Shining is a passive word. 
So when it comes to arising, it is about what you do or don't do. When it comes to shining, it is about you not getting in the way of a process that wants to look after itself. Does that make sense? So you shine by getting out of the way, by not interfering with the light. But you arise by objectively, intentionally adjusting and constituting a reality. Are you listening to me, somebody? It is completely within your power to arise. In fact, for the vast majority of us, you already know what to do to arise. You just didn't realize it was for your arising. All those instructions God has been giving for years were designed for you to arise. That was your manifesto, your consecrational de uh, demands, your prayer life, your giving life, the, 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 the behavioral traits God has been asking you to deal with for you. Uh, every, see, the, the, every single thing heaven has been saying to you for 10, 15, 25, one, two years, right? It is the obeying of those instructions that constitute arising. But you haven't done so because you have been so focused on shining. Hear me. And some of us have been so depressed at the lack of our shining that we thought we were punishing God by sitting down when he said arise. So you're, you're, you, you were on strike. You were, <laughs> that's a, that's, today's a good day to talk about strike, right? Half the country is on strike today. Okay. Um, you were striking for better working conditions with God. And you thought you would punish God by tampering with your consecration. And in so doing, postponed your shining. Someone say arise. Someone say arise. Okay, I'm almost done for tonight. Are you still with me? I said, I'm, I'm remembering how to preach. So pardon me. Let's go back to Isaiah 60. So it says rise or arise and shine. And then it gives, an, it gives a reason. Someone say a reason. For your light is come. Somebody say your light. Someone say your light. Someone say your light. Listen. It means... The difference between shining is a season. You could have arisen last year, Tony, and there'd be no shining. Why? Because your light had not yet come. 
who am I talking to? And hear me, see, this is not just spiritual. This applies to every aspect of your life. I'll give you an example. Um, you're a singer, you've been doing vocal exercises for years, you've been eating right to preserve your voice. You know, you've been, you've been doing everything that all the great singers do and you've not gotten any traction. Because it wasn't your, your light had not come. Now, if you do the exact same things when your light comes, boom. But if the light comes and you no longer do those same things, boom. Does that make sense? Your light coming is simply a component of the equation. It does not guarantee your shining. It is arising plus light that equals adequate shining. And the enemy's plan, hear me, is to match the season of your light coming with the greatest assault on your mind so that you let go of your arising. Let's, let's make it practical. Uh, and the, the, I, me, I, I'm just telling the truth. You don't need to like me. Some of you watching, you know, don't give to kingdom culture because you give to a local church somewhere else. So you can't say that I'm saying this because I want your money. I don't. Just being honest with you. I'm talking about what God was telling to me this last two weeks. So setting up a system for your financial covenant is a part of arising. Right? This is my tithe. This is my offering. This is what I'll say. I've told you guys, if you want to prosper, four kingdom builders, just four. You see, prosperity is simple. And if you've known me long enough, I think I'm proof that it's simple. Because I used to be broke. I used to be poor. P-O without the O-R. I've said this several times, right? Poor. Because when you're really poor, you don't have options. So there's no O. P-O. Poor. And so, if you've watched me over the last 15 years, I am proof. And for those 15 years, 14 of them, right? 14 of those 15 years, until extremely recently, you could not say, okay, well, he's, uh, he's prospering because, no. Does that make sense? Very simple. God, biological parents, spiritual leadership, less privileged it's simple it's simple honor the lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase honor your father and your mother that may be well with you give unto a prophet in the name of a prophet right let who that give it to the poor lend it to god he shall repay it is that simple it is it's not there, there's no depth to it it is just it's just really really and and the honor see the honor you give will come back in the same currency you give it. If you give the honor in money, to come back in money. If you give it in time, it'll come back in time. If you give it in intimacy, it'll come back in intimacy. If you, if you pray long, God's presence will be on your life. Right? If you give much, God's wealth will be on your life. You can't buy one with the other. You can't buy his presence with your giving, and you can't buy his wealth with your prayer. Amen? Amen. 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 If you want the hand of God strong upon your life, you will pray. 
You will spend time in the word, in worship, you will fast. That will be for his presence. You can raise the dead and die broke. On the flip side, you, 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 can, prosper, you can become a billionaire by God's system, right? And not have a drop of oil on your life. Two separate things. Give it to God. You honor your father and your mother, the Bible said, shall be well with you. Someone say well. 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 So, it, 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 so giving to God plugs you into the system. The other three now determine what you get from the system. Right? You give unto a prophet, you receive the word of a prophet. Paul says, if you're partaker of a man or woman's spiritual things, you should reciprocate in your carnal things. It's an instruction. There are things your tithe will not, are you hearing me? There are dimensions of blessing your tithe will not qualify you for. They are in you honoring your biological parents and or honoring the spiritual systems God has raised in your life. And by systems, I mean people. Does that make sense? So I told you guys last year, and I said it because God told me to say it, that some of you, you're see, this, this bald-headed man you're looking at, right? I, don't, I wish I was not the gate to your prosperity, but it just so happens that God says, I am. So if you don't like it, ask God to give you somebody else. But it will be somebody, does that make sense? It will be someone. There will always be an element to God's grace on your life that is tied to another human being. And when you recognize that human being and you honor them, right, it unlocks that door. And you don't need to like them. You don't even need to think that they deserve your honor. They just, seem to be, they just need to be who God chose. Many of us have walked away, and I've made that mistake in the past before, Tony. We've walked away from the system of our blessing because by our calculation, this person doesn't fit the bill. And God's like, well, you, God says, you know, all, all the honor you gave there, that's good. But if I wake up in the morning and I pay, for those of you who live in countries where you have to pay school fees, if you pay all your neighbor's children's school fees, They'll still send your children home from school. The school won't say, if, if you have three children going to a school and your neighbor has three children, the school won't say, wow, what a kind man. He paid for this family's fees. Let's know. They say, thank you for paying. Those children will go to school, but yours will go back home until you pay for them. Can I get a witness? And then finally, the Bible says, he that giveth to the poor, lendeth to God and he shall repay. God's banking system is not Barclays. It's given to the less privileged. In essence, when you, when you meet needs for people who can't meet their own needs, you're banking for a rainy day. Are you hearing me, somebody? There'll be a day where you have a need that you cannot meet and you can withdraw. That. In essence, you, you gave somebody 300 pounds. Yours is 300,000, but you can withdraw it. Because you're not withdrawing penny for penny. You're withdrawing need for need. And so God begins to say, arise. Put your finances in order. 
Create a tithing system. Create a system for giving to your parents. Create a system for, for, for honoring spiritual leadership and authority in your life. Create a system for giving to the poor, right? And you complaining, I've done it for two years. Nothing happened. Yes, because your light had not come. But God wanted you to rise. That, so that was, the, that was the season where God was asking you to lay the pipe work for when he would turn the water mains on. Now God wants to turn the water mains on, but you have no piping. There is no financial system of discipline in your life. I told you before, for years I was angry with God, Tony. I would lead people to Christ. I would get them baptized in the Holy Spirit. I would disciple them, preach to them, and they would come to me. I saw an angel this morning. I saw a devil the day after. The Holy Spirit had dinner with me. Jesus went on a date with me. I was dancing with the Father. And I'm like, God, here I am. I'm praying. I'm fasting. Nothing's happening. And so I got so upset, Tony, that for seasons I'm not doing this anymore. Until God said, oh God. Tony, when the floodgates opened, right? See, when I say things like this, people get angry. Don't be upset. It's just the truth, right? It's not arrogance, and it is biblical. Tony, I cannot give myself a vision, but if God wants to give me one, I know what to do to see it. So I can't construct a vision when none exists. But if, 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 God, if I become aware that there's something that God wants to show me, give me two hours. Leave me alone for two hours. Go away and come back. And listen, I'm not doing anything I didn't do before. There's no, there's no change to the structure. The difference is light came to meet an arising. The structure was simple. Be a man of the altar. So like I said, it's very simple. If I want, if, if God wants to show me something, I need to wake up 11 in the morning, hear me? 11 in the evening or 4 a.m. in the morning. If there is something to be seen or heard and I am awake at those times and God is not upset with me, meaning my consecration walk with him is in place, right? It, 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 it's, it is simple. It's not hard. It's, it's not deep. It's not, it's not spurious. It's not a lottery. Why? Because there was a season of arising. And many of us destroyed the rising in frustration that the shining had not come. Now it's time to shine. The light has arrived, but you've not risen. And I'm saying this to you as one who in certain areas, hear me Tony, there are areas of my life where I am just as bad. God and I were dealing with this last 17 days. Because there are now things God is telling me, Tony. And I said, I'm not interested anymore. Can I share some of them in public so I can be held accountable? Because I, I, I'm saying this because I want you guys to hold me accountable. Pastor Dossi, I said, God, this church business, leave it. I'm not interested anymore. I just leave it. I'm, I'm not saying I won't lead churches, but this promise of no, I said, let's just be doing our quorum and our forge. And our, God said, no, it's time. And then he began to talk. I said, but you, Lord, you said this 10 years ago now. Who's been there before? Lord, you said this. 
and it didn't go that well. People did this and say, you know, like, Lord, are you aware? See, you don't know how much trauma you've built until God begins to read. Like, like Moses, God says, let's go back to Egypt. Eh, where? Egypt. <laughs> E-waiting. No, 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 no. Lord, Lord, I, Lord, Zipporah is here, you know. Let's just, Egypt. Lord, I tried, Dili, those people I tried to deliver that, And then God began to give me instructions, Sonia, and this is what I realized. In that, see, there are instructions for being an apostle. There are instructions for being a prophet. Hear me. And then there are instructions for being a shepherd. I realized in the last 17 days that my arising for being a shepherd, I had bailed on it long time. Does that make sense? So I now have to go back and reestablish. I'm, I'm, I'm just sharing this in public so I can be accountable. I know you may not like to hear this, but I'm just sharing. I'm sharing with you my, my, my good and my bad. So on one hand, while you th may think I'm boasting about the structure in place for the prophetic, I'm telling you the structure in place for the pastoral was dilapidated. God said, see, there's light coming. And if it meets you on a risen, get the keys. Keys. If it meets you on a risen, there'll be consequences. Let's stop there for tonight. Kulaviana masikele bahatia. I'll pick this up on Sunday at the General Assembly. Stick the keys up. I'll pick this up at the General Assembly on Sunday. By the way, for those of you not aware, every, every first Sunday of the month, in case you come at 1 p.m. on a Sunday and wonder why we were not there, it's because every first Sunday of the month, as opposed to our number 1 p.m., um, a gathering we gather at three for the general assembly this week we're in nottingham it's the the weekend 14 years exactly from the weekend we began kingdom culture in the city of nottingham and god has began to repeat certain instructions to arise so we'll continue this then the keys up a bit more at least in the house Christy can let you know how they are in the stream stand with me let's pray let's pray on Sunday I will show you what it means when it says your light has come we will look at the Bible when it says the Lord is my light and salvation because the phrase your light has come sounds like oh it's just your season no 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 so see it literally means someone has come it means there's an appointment with an entity the lord is my light and salvation the entrance of his word brings light we'll look at how to engage the light what it means the the 
the technologies by which this light comes divine visitations proceeding words prophetic encounters circumstances that are designed to pass a message we'll look at all that starting sunday and next week wednesday but for tonight i want to leave you with this it's time to arise listen and for some of us it is time to arise again what has fallen into dilapidation what have you allowed to fall into disrepair because of the absence of light in essence what was god installing in your life for this season that the previous season caused you to lose in pain and frustration Come on, pray somebody. Can I get more on this? Zika taboroko the overall. Just push the overall up a bit. Man sile korea babandi katiba labadia. The overall volume on the mixer. Man soro kobre kelia bahota. Zebo the overall volume on the mixer. La kurabata seketele banta. Zeketele boron katilela. Zatolo boria kataba a bit more. La pronente belly. Come on, somebody pray. Lekunansa palaile utaliata. Sent element on tilikie toboriata. Thank you. And the, the, the keys up a little bit. Silanto rokombra atilebo shataba. Elekurietela, elekurieteliata, elekurieteliata tamontiaka, zigedeboriata, noboroko sambarabie koriata ilaha, zebetori kabado jebedi, zelekoraba santa la mahadiatela, silebrukuriete man sokobobiata, zebretonangeti beledoriata. Iliye Doriata, Iliye Doriata, Ke Doriata manzo bodiete Ilia, Isha gabadalia, Kilia noze bedidiye Koriata. We give you glory. I want you to pray for a refilling of strength. Open your mouth and pray. To rearise. For some of you to rise for the first time. To put in place the constitution that heaven desires in this season. Come on, open your mouth and pray. Roko betaila hada jilebonan siliekoba reketa palalo kose rekita manto rikaba a strengthen every feeble hand lord tell him strengthen my feeble hands riado baba riado baba biete kelo baba biete Ialaman sie kataile ie kataile kaba zegediaba minere koria vadie baba batwa zebetelika 
in my consecration in my disciplines in my schedule in my habits in my principles in my praikorata aqualecola sipanaitola rekelebentwa arukata arukatwa aruketete ilabalaila sinementoria kanteba shilibieko sepetia when I forgot to add that in some cases arising is simply a posture of the mind. It means you've seen yourself a certain way. It means you taking on a persona. It means reminding yourself, for instance, that you are a father and have children. You're not a single man who can go clubbing every night. And so many times your the structure of your arising begins with a mental process shift. The, the reality of what you are begins to dawn on you and cause you to function on a certain level. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Marukapiata. So this week, as I began to walk around my neighborhood, Pastor Tosi, I went back to that my, that my park that I told you guys about. I hadn't been there since last year, around the time of the summit. And I began to pace up and down. And as I was wrestling with instructions, as I was saying, Lord, can we leave this side out? The scripture began to dawn on me. Uh, you are an able minister, listen, of the new covenant. Not of the letter that kills, but of the spirit that gives life proceeding word began to settle so tony nothing connected to me is allowed to die this year you didn't hear me i am an able minister of the new covenant none of the letter so this goes beyond rema rev and even miracle signs and wonders but of the but of the spirit that gives someone say gives gives life is the spirit that raised jesus from the dead dwells within you it shall quicken so nothing connected to me now i'm just i'm just telling you my own process this week with the lord and so god said son no congregation connected with you is allowed to die so i'm going back tony to every single city every oh kappa every single city where there was ever ever a system of spiritual life that i was responsible for a church a campus fellowship arise get up from your stupor get up from self-pity get up from depression get up from frustration get up from demonic oppression it's time it's time ketu baliata no business connected to you to me is allowed to die no marriage is allowed to die. no no medical circumstance because i am an able minister of the new covenant i am sufficient for these things thanks be to god who causes me to triumph 
everywhere in all things that the savor of the Lord's goodness may be made known in every place so so it's not savor here no 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 every place so the scripture says every place in essence it means this savor is 24 7. this is not russian roulette it doesn't work on monday and miss on tuesday no 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 it it is bankable thank you lord sekoba yeah, arising means you begin to expect. Cast not away your faith. For there is a great recompense of reward. I expect things to work, Tony. I expect. Tony, when I make a call, I expect people to answer. Are you hearing me? I expect to say, stop giving. There's too much money. Are you hearing me? I expect to say, sorry. It's full. Register for next month. When I call one, I expect a thousand to answer. Because I'm arising. I'm refreshing my psychological reality. I'm sitting and standing in the place of divine ordination again. I'm taking responsibility for every area of my life. I, I will not, not a hoof, not a hoof. It will not be all oh, this is great. No, every arena, every arena of my reality coming into blinding light but this is the word of the lord and it shall be done this is what it is the lord says he shall speak and none shall none shall apprehend or frustrated Father, I stand under this atmosphere tonight in the name of Sabaoth, Yehoah Sabaoth. And I declare as a priest over myself and these people that this is a year where the grace to arise is poured out in copious measures. Ah, Kani, the axe head will float, Lord, in this season. We will in every arena try again and see. We will let down our net on this side for a catch we give you praise and we give you glory in the precious name somebody clap your hands oh you people and shout unto god with a voice with a voice with a voice for somebody online i just break it there's a spirit that says you're so used to when you try something doesn't work and when you stop it it works for everybody else so you you you, you literally confused now because you don't know what to do anymore when you you, you the things you tried you have taken risks you've invested in things financially or time whatever it is uh it didn't work then you said okay i'm gonna cut my losses and stop and then other people began in it so it's almost like when you get involved so now your, your your brain is messed up because you're you're afraid you're gun shy now you don't know whether or not to 
to, to double or not because uh, I'm breaking, we are breaking together that spirit of confusion tonight, that spirit of fear and anxiety. There's a boldness with a wisdom. You will know when to strike and you will strike with vigor and assurance and you will see. If I say we because this is a blessing for all of us. We will receive the wisdom and the boldness to strike with vigor and assurance. Thank you, almighty God. We give you praise. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord one more time. Let's take the keys, the gain of the keys down just a little bit. We're coming to an end tonight. If you are, are led by the Lord, if you are a regular giver to kingdom culture, or it's your first time, or you've never given before, but you feel led by the Lord to do so tonight, the details are on your screen. Uh, it is February and now we are running with full force. There are several things that the Lord has instructed for us to do this year. Uh, with the announcement we gave earlier on, we are literally today is our first broadcast from our new embassy uh, facility in London. We had to move out of the old embassy, but God has been good to us uh, by giving us this amazing space. And now we need to fill it with his glory. Uh, and so it's going to cost a whole lot pounds dollars naira quacha shillings whatever you give but this year tony i'm looking forward to telling people stop like we did concerning pastor isaac we have enough please stop in the same vein i believe that by the time uh, we are done giving this year uh, for every project the answer will be please we have enough hold the money for the next one but if you're giving your tithe your offerings the details are on your screen um, as we announced last month or in in January we will be taking a first fruit offering this Sunday this Sunday at the um, General Assembly we'll be taking a first fruit offering uh, and so there will be the opportunity to do that but if you want to give to anything else we do here the offering projects the media projects the building projects your regular tithe and offering whatever it is the details are on your screen please do as the Lord leads you of course it is the year of government uh, governance and governing uh, we are excited about what the Lord has to do with us. Uh, starting from March, I believe we will be beginning a, a series called Building an Apostolic House. It will be a 12-week um, program designed for men and women who are involved in leadership or the workforce of apostolic ministries and houses, not just restricted to ours, and laying a roadmap, just keys down a bit more, again, laying a roadmap on how to build God an apostolic house. Amen. Also, I'm excited on Sundays, we're going to be dealing with, I think, starting from the end of this month, the concept of the radical balance of grace, not radical grace, that is an is an intentional illusion on the flyer but the radical balance of grace amen grace is designed to be radical not in its one-sidedness but in the balance the two sides of grace are equally radical and both must be balanced one side is what god has made available and the other side is your responsibility to steward and respond to what god has made available so i look forward to that as well of course prayer culture uh is 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 live and on and this week we are back at the press on friday so friday will be the first press since the break in in january i am looking forward to it at 11 p.m sunday this week is actually a new moon so this will be a special new a full moon sorry so it'll be a special press as we take advantage of the windows of divine assignment and divine appointment sorry to lay hold on the purposes of God for us 
and of course do not forget that this year in november the kingdom culture summit is back the date will be given to you before this month is over so you can start to prepare thank you holy ghost we give you glory see you in the morning tomorrow at 6 30 a.m for the morning drops of glory and like i said earlier today starting from next week one day a week for the month of february i will be leading morning drops of glory uh for those of us who see february as a window and a portal to enter a new economy of god in the realm of the spirit father thank you for tonight thank you for your goodness we worship and adore you in the precious name of Jesus. Let what you have poured out be settled forever. To you be all praise in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise and see you at 6.30 a.m. in the morning tomorrow.
This is my soul. Jesus. 